There comes a time in your life when your desire to change must outweigh your desire to remain the same. If this is your time, I want you to know that whatever your circumstances are, you are exactly where you need to be right now. You are stronger than you know. You deserve to live in your purpose and to have a happy and fulfilling life. You're worth keeping your promises to yourself. Every single thing you've done until this point has been enough. You are enough. You always were. My greatest desire is for you to give yourself permission to take a chance on you because you're worth it. Welcome to the True Growth, True Growth podcast. I am Latina Mata, your mindset coach. And in this podcast, we explore and learn all things related to self-love, self-discovery and inner work. It is the foundation to help you navigate life and make the necessary internal shifts to become the very best version of yourself. It is my greatest pleasure to be with you right here, right now. Throughout this podcast, we get to grow through what we go through together. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the True Growth, True Growth podcast and in Another series on Moms Overcoming Mountains, I have the lovely Patrice Ragnar Charles with me. And today we're going to have another conversation about some challenges that she had to go through, how she overcame them. And she's going to share a little bit of her story in terms of her transition from corporate to business and how that has been. And um, I'm going to give Patrice an opportunity to introduce herself officially. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Patricia Ragnar, as we would have said. Um, and I am a wife, firstly, mother, um, and I am the owner and founder of Wax Academy Music. Yeah. Did you say I'm music? Yeah. So you're from music school, Patrice? Yes. Really? Yes. Well, okay, that's our first. Okay, yes. you will get into the us about that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right, so... Um, what more do you need me to share? <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us about the music school because I mean, okay. I read some of your story, right? And um, it shared that you were in the bank, you were in the corporate space, and mm-hmm. you know, you always wanted to pursue music. And now you're having a music school, and I think that is an amazing story to share. So, you can so you want me to go back from the beginning? Well, yes, I all right. You all want us to go back from the beginning? <laughs> all right. Okay. So what happened? Um, I, I was a musician, I guess, since birth, but I didn't know it. Um, and when I was five years old, I was gifted like a little mini little keyboard like right. that. It's always started there, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I started to playing, 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 playing. Oh, and, yeah. um, but I was playing in, um, for those who don't know, on pitch, just tearing melodies and stuff like that. Wow. At five. At five. And, um. Yeah, my parents took notice of that and, you know, they, they, they upgraded me when I was 10, so like, I got a full bone on. Right. <laughs> um, and I really, really um, started to fall in love with the idea of being a musician um, and, and playing music and doing it as a career. Um, but because of, I mean, just, just, just life in Trinidad where we live, you know, um, usually music is not looked on as something lucrative, something that right. can um, sustain you. So yeah. um, I was encouraged to be more in um, academics. Right. So I did that. I, I went on and um, I did my degree in mm-hmm. uh, management studies. Right. And I started working in a band 
Um, and while I was there, um, there was just this very heavy calling for me to go into that arena of music. I, I, I always, I always wanted to. Right. Um, I mean, throughout the years, I had been because uh, I'm also heavily involved in in my church. So yeah. I play, I play music. I do worship in the church. So I always did that, but I never got the opportunity to do it um, uh, as a, a more formal education. So when I was in, in, in the band, I decided to apply for UTT to do a, um, a program in UTT. Right. And I applied solely, like I, I'm almost certain they were closed off <laughs> um, in terms of taking applications. But yeah. um, I guess it was very divine um, that it, I got called for the audition. Right. Um, I did two auditions and I was accepted into the program and... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you're here. So yeah, fast forward. I mean, I I finished. I completed the the program. And, right. And yeah, well, there are some other things, but I'm sure oh, we will cover it. We will cover it. <laughs> you said that since you were five, and you repented. You wanted like you, there was a gift, and about ten, you were like, you know what? I'm ready to pursue this. Like I am very ready to pursue this as a career, right? And then of course you had to deal with the. So correct me if I'm wrong, right? So then he has the daily challenges of family and parents saying, that don't make sense, <laughs> right? Like, I needed to do something. I needed to do the regular average thing. How did you navigate that? And yeah, share that. And yeah. the reason why I'm asking is because I know that there are moms, because they're, I mean, young moms, right? And they would have dreams and goals and things that they want to pursue. Yeah. And they probably still right now, in a space, and this is no bash, of course, anybody in the corporate space, right? So if you are in the corporate space and you have people that's great. Cool. Cool. Of course, but if you're pursuing something or you're passionate about something and you're in a corporate space or in a setting that just doesn't feel like home, doesn't feel okay, and, you know, we have Patricia who's proof that it's possible to make a shift. So yeah, how was that challenge? And how long were you in corporate space battling with what you really wanted to do versus what you had been, well, word with? Okay, so I worked in corporate from my second year in UWE. Right. Um, well, I actually worked with the government first. So I had a couple of jobs, uh, a number of jobs. Mm-hmm. And um, when I got into it, it, when I got into the bank, I worked in the bank just over a year. They, they, really, they really liked me there. They, yeah. they actually gave me another position yeah. that would have accommodated the classes mm-hmm. in the afternoon, but I couldn't yeah. take it. I couldn't continue. I ended up getting a job, another job, right. in closer to um to where I had to, to go to school to do the music mm-hmm. classes. But mm-hmm. essentially, um, I knew, I just knew from early on that this is, this is not what I'm called to do. Yeah. And eventually i made the i had to make the decision what was the decision what was the trigger what was the what was the thing that happened that made you be like i can't do this anymore uh oh no goodness that's you (laughs) but just like sweet baby jesus look me up yeah um okay so let's let's go back a little again so this is layers of this story right um my mom and my dad were separated when I was 13 years old. Yeah. So as a young adolescent growing up, family was very, very important to me because I felt as though I had lost that um, 
idea of a family. Right. So I wanted to get married young. I wanted to have a family young. Um, and I met my husband when I was 20, 22, somewhere. Right. <laughs> He's not gonna do this. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, and then it just pops up on his He's like, Jesus is you. You know? Yeah. Um, but we met when I was in my early twenties and um we we after we got married, we wanted to start a family. Right. And at the time, like I was I was really just pursuing the the the, the idealistic life that society says this yeah this is what it's supposed to be you're supposed to go on with this eight eight to four job and Mm -hmm. um you know just go back home and you know you have this happy happily ever after type type life it it really was not like that and it showed itself mostly um after i left the bank i ended up in in insurance and when i was there i um i actually we, we had started having difficulties having children right yeah. and um i don't know how water i'm going over to go here but um this, this is you know going out this, on a, this going out to the community appreciates vulnerability yeah. i had two miscarriages while yeah. i was working in um the the insurance um sector yeah and i remember leaving the leaving my job every Almost every evening, my husband sometimes would come and pick me up, and I would be crying going for my dinner. Um, some days I had classes, so you know I had to suck it up, go to class, finish yeah. at eight, mm-hmm. get back home, and it just it. God knew what He had for me, and He already told me that, and I was just being disobedient. Wow. That is what it was. Wow! I was just being disobedient, and I, I knew from that. early on. Um, what I wanted to do, what I was supposed to do, what I was called to do. And I was afraid to take that step. Yeah. I was completely afraid. Fear, right? Fear. Fear. Yeah. So there was a turning point at that, at that time. Yeah, that was that was the beginning of the turn. Right. The turn didn't really happen one time. Right, it just took a while. Yeah, it okay. did. Because I was really, really stubborn. I really wanted, I wanted to... I wanted people to be proud of me. Yeah. I left my, I left, I left me, my happiness in the hands of other people. Ooh. You know, what they wanted for yeah. me, what, what they thought I should be doing. Yeah. So only at the age of like 30, yeah. which was yeah. like two years ago. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> I was able to, you know, make a, make a shift. And, and say, you know, this is what I know I'm supposed to be doing. So yeah. I got the, I started teaching a couple of years ago on my own, but still right. it was more... Teaching music. Yeah, teaching, mm-hmm. teaching piano on my own. Um, but it was just like, I didn't feel like I had what I took to do it. Yeah. And it was only, as I said, like two years ago, I really started considering starting a school, starting something. Right. You know, and, um... Yeah, in February, February the 14th of 2022. February 14th, Valentine's Day? Yeah, the business was registered. Really? Wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So let's, let's just take a bit, right? Guys, I think, first of all, I can totally relate to what self-betrayal looks like and feels like. And when you do that on a consistent basis, the 
emotional recovery takes a very long time, right? It takes a long time. So for you to decide after so long to when to do an honor and be obedient, right? I just want to sit down and call of you. I thank you. I can, I can believe, right? Okay. So now I want you to share with us, um, not your mommy, because I remember you saying before we started, you're like, yeah. we have two kitties outside, right? Yeah. And they <laughs> for us, right? Um, yeah, share what your most challenging time has been since being a mom. Uh, it it, it kind of, everything kind of aligns with the story right. that I've been telling mm-hmm. um, in terms of, I was told that after I have kids, I can't do anything. I have to do everything before. Oh, Jesus, the struggle. Why? Where do we yeah. get these? Con- why are we conditioned like this? Well, it wasn't a condition for me. That was that was something that I needed to prove wrong. I needed to prove that wrong. Yeah. So, I I left I left my job in order to have my first child. Wow. And that's a weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So she she's now five. And since then, but I, I was able to grow with her yeah. and try to understand a little more of who I am yeah. and who I wanted to be and what I would, wanted my life to look like. I didn't want to be in the corporate world. I didn't want to be working at Etipo. I wanted to be home with my kids. Right. Um, so I was able to homeschool her because and then send her off yeah. to, to primary school. She's in primary school now, the right. first one. And I was able to start my business, to start teaching while I had her. Yeah. And even now as the, the, the school is growing and I have uh, 25 plus Look at students you. and um, I have over eight teachers that, is, wow. that are working with me. Um, I did it with children, with not yeah. one, but two. Yeah. So guys, just to make something super clear, what are some of this series moms overcoming mountains is to really highlight that see that story that conditioning that we have around um you know you're supposed to do everything first because after you have children you know life goes on pause that's not true right producers proof that that is not true and i'm grateful that you chose to change that narrative right um so with you now being a owner of your own school have two babies five and two yes, yes? Yeah. you were able to do that in the last two years yeah what lesson did you learn from all of that don't allow your dream to die Mm -hmm. don't allow it to die because it's it's the only thing that would leave you fulfilled yeah and nobody should define your narrative Mm -hmm. that's between you and god yeah it no one no one external should define that narrative way yeah um my kids have, have taught me patience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I know that was my first yeah. question, right? Okay, okay, go ahead. My kids have taught me patience, uh-huh. but they have also inspired me a lot because I don't want them to have to experience the same journey. Yeah. My journey, for whatever it has been, the good, the bad, the indifferent, they shouldn't have to walk that same road. Right. I should have left it better for them. Yeah. And my goal is to allow them to be able to explore what their passion is. Mm-hmm. And as long as they find their passion, encourage them and build them up 
into that. Yeah. You're awesome on me, the truth. Just what you said. Because that's how. Like, I can't yeah. begin to imagine you having this craving, this passion, this desire to do something, and you have to betray yourself over and over and over because you're just trying to fulfill that ideal that was, you know, imposed. And, you know, so near you, right? Um, so you're going to do a quick game. Right? This is the fun part. So if you had to choose between, because I know you're a musician, so if you had to choose between a guitar and uh, a flute. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, they have two entirely different instruments. They're only with two. Wow. I, I mean, I, the familiarity of the guitar would, would lead me to say the guitar, mm-hmm. but the flute does also bring this um, out-of-world type Really? It's different. It's not really? something common. Yeah, so we'll go with food then. Right? We'll go with food. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll so, go with pizza. pizza. Pizza or pasta? Ooh, pasta. Sunrise or sunset? Mm. Um, night out with the girls or hug up school with what's your hobby? Hobby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, last one, last one. You give me one. You ask me one. Uh, Wow, that's tough. What's it you taking time to think about it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. Hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Art or music? Art. Yeah. Okay. I'm not gonna go. Okay. I'm the last one. Still or Crocs. Still <laughs> <laughs> okay all right so it was an absolute pleasure having you here Patrice. Um, i really really resonated with your story i think that what you shared how you shared it you know like it i know somebody here really needed to hear that you decided to choose you despite the journey that you had to go on and now you are flourishing right now you are right so if you had any advice to anybody who's in a Similar situation that you were once in, what would you tell them? And they feel stuck. Mm-hmm. What would you tell them? I would say don't, don't wait, don't wait for anyone else's approval to validate what you already do. Yeah. It's important for you to listen to that voice on the inside. It's there for a reason, and it's nudging you. Listen to it. Don't wait. Yeah. Thank you so much. So guys, this brings us to the end of another podcast episode of the series Moms Overcoming Mountains. Which is we have you here again. You knew that, right? <laughs> Alright guys, see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>